the nchc.tv studios this is the american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast brought to you by liberty university bring your faith and your game to the premier acha m1 program on the east coast see us at liberty.edu behind the mask and behind the mask.com your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We're the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Power school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey, Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com or at maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at goyoumarry.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards but please, play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. Well, good early morning to you this Wednesday in the new time change for the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you today. From a beautiful, sunny Carlsbad, California. Ah, taking a deep breath because things are going to get crazy. My co-host is always joining me from that beautiful championship city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen Marsh. Stephen, how are you this early Wednesday morning? Well, we'll see how this goes because usually my brain doesn't work until 9 a.m. So we'll see how this goes. But uh... uh, Only only till 9, huh? Okay. Well, I feel better knowing that then. Um, <laughs> and what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean going to get crazy? Haven't they been crazy already? <laughs> oh, last weekend was something else in the world of uh, ACHA hockey. Um, I talked with John Hogan uh, yesterday, I guess it was, or day before, and um, he was. He said I took Monday off, and I said why? And he said, Well, I thought I deserved it. And I said, Yeah, yeah, I think maybe you did. And if I had a vote for Coach of the Year, John Hogan would be my. Uh, my vote. He said, I don't I, think you have one. I said, yeah, you're right. I don't. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> no, no, but I still think. But I'm sure he appreciated the, the, the sentiment, though. And, and I will also tell you that um, he, he, when he started off, and I was with him the day that I found out that Maryville is starting a program. I was with him at the uh, University of Arizona. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking over and starting a new program at Maryville. And everybody laughed at him, pretty much everybody. They said, there's no way that you can start fresh. You've got no coaching experience. You don't have a building. 
You have all these things that you got to deal with. Um, no way it'll happen. Okay. Okay. Just go against John Hogan for a few minutes and see what happens. They beat Minot twice this weekend in their own building. And you and I talked about what that schedule was going to be like for Maryville coming down the stretch. And it was a gauntlet, and he did it on purpose. Well, yeah, I mean, look at look how close we are to the national tournament. We're a few weeks away. Uh, we've got just a couple of games left uh, this weekend, and maybe some teams play after, beyond this weekend. But I think this is the last weekend that for for games that'll go to the rankings. And if you're gonna want an opportunity to try to make a run in the tournament, why not play some of your tougher opponents? towards the end of your schedule when you should be hopefully at your best and there's the other teams should be at their best. Maybe the other, the other, not to take away from there, but maybe my not is knows that they're safely in, but maybe, but still they they have well, a lot to play for because they want to stay number one. They want to go in as you know, they want to make sure that they're strong as they go into the tournament. So yeah, it's still important games for them. And, and that the fact that they went in and beat my not state two games in a row is very impressive, and uh, I, and we've said it. I think Maryville is is just proving how better and better they they have gotten, and, and that's a credit to John Hogan. It's a credit to the players that he's got around him, and and uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to see what they can do in the national tournament. Well, to, to say, and John said this right up front. He said, "Minot State's very beat up, and uh, he he knows he got them at the right time." Well, see, that's um, part of it too. Yeah. Minot State did also get a reinforcement coming in. They uh, brought back a fifth-year player who was still enrolled at school and uh, decided to come back for the stretch run. So, you know what? They they know the seriousness of it, but I know the seriousness of this, Stephen. We've got a great guest coming on. Um, I've been trying to reach him for like two years. We used to have him on regularly, and then he kind of ignored us and didn't want to talk to me. And I think it's because I keep, I keep fighting the computers. But anyway, we got the commissioner of two ACHA M1 leagues, maybe more, I don't know. I know there's at least two. And the National Communications Manager for ACHA Hockey, Chris Perry, is with us. Chris, Scott, and Stephen, thanks for answering me, finally. I've been trying to reach you for like two years. Scott, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Wonderful. Wonderful. What? Hey, I didn't know I was I was calling in here to the We Love Maryville podcast <laughs> and to the John Hogan Appreciation Society. I, I hold on for a second. Let me let me get my bucket out of here. I've been puking for the past minute. Jeez. And, and I, what's this on. business come about on. two years? I, I gave you you guys you guys have ghosted me. So hey, uh, but but I'm hey serious in all seriousness I'm glad to be here I'm glad to be with uh, you Scott I'm glad to be with you Stephen so thanks for having me on. Well, you you said Scott that he's probably not he's probably not happy with me because I keep wanting to try to give UNLV the WCHO championship when nothing's decided yet. <laughs> no, hey Stephen, if if anything, I appreciate you always being out there to make sure to um, make sure that I'm you know keep me on my toes and to make sure we're doing things right. <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago you actually caught a couple of things where I miscalculated. Yeah. So I, I I appreciate you yeah, being there. For, so don't thanks, don't. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't 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 beat yourself up. Well, it was, it was miscalculation of it because it was it, I put out on my social media that I I thought that the the this was going to be decided, but I had forgotten, and I don't know why because I was at the game that uh, that 
UNLV when they lost to uh, UCI. I, for some reason in my mind, I had thought that uh, that was an overtime game. So and the way you the way that the points are calculated. But anyways, so it was a regulation loss, and so so everything will be decided this weekend. Though that's what we know for sure. Isn't that crazy? It comes down to the last weekend of the of the of the season of the regular season, at least the last weekend that counts. So as the commish, I just absolutely hate it because, you know, I loved it when Greg Powers would sock the uh, regular season away in early January. Um, But, uh, yeah, this is kind of exciting, and it's do or die for UCO. And don't you know that everybody in Las Vegas is all of a sudden wearing crimson and cream, becoming the biggest Sooner fan? Because if if Oklahoma can nick a point away from from UCO this weekend, trophies coming out there to Las Vegas. Well, that's what I was going to say. So it it kind of comes down to if – if if UCO wins, but but even if it's an overtime win or some sort of where it's, it's goes beyond regulation, then it then UNLV gets it right because it's it, it has to be regulation wins for UCO that, to win it right. That that's correct. In in the Western Collegiate League and in my other conference uh, MCH, we award three points for a win in regulation, two for a win in overtime or a shootout. You get one if you lose in overtime or a shootout, and then you get nothing, obviously, if you get uh, if you lose in regulation. So, with, right now, as it stands, UCO UNLV is done for the season, at least done for the WCHL season. They've played all their twenty games; they have fifty points. Um, UCO has two more games left; they have forty-four points. So, in order for them to tie UNLV, then they have to win both games against Oklahoma. They're our tribal. Um, in regulation and if they lose or well if, if if they lose a point um then they will uh they will finish second and i'm coming out to las vegas oh, love oh wow love it. wow that would be that would be something chris perry out here in vegas wow <laughs> march 1st march 1st pencil it in pencil pencil it in <laughs> wow that would be that would be something man I've never wanted UNLV to win it more. <laughs> uh, you know what, Stephen? I've I heard that from I, I was at the I was at the Utah uh, games. You know, this 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 past weekend you were talking about it's a crazy weekend. Um, it was a near and dear weekend to my heart because they were all old school WCHL weekends. Teams were playing three games in three days. Maryville did it. Arizona did it. Um, Grand Canyon, Utah, uh, Oklahoma, UCO, Arizona State did it. Um, so, and Colorado state did it. So it was like, Oh, this is, this is great. I love this three games in three days. And so when I was at the rink, uh, for the grand Canyon in Utah at the Oklahoma's, um, this past weekend, yeah, every single buddy, every single person, except for somebody on UCO said, yeah, you know what? We'd really like to see you and your fat butt go to Las Vegas. So they're all they're they're all very very happy to watch me in misery as I'm driving 16 hours with a big old trophy in the back of the car. Oh yeah, you'd have to drive it because you you can't fly it with that trophy, could you? I, I I could fly with it, but I I tried that once and it was a direct flight, um, and the airline lost it. So oh. and I just thought, you know what? I'm I'd rather be safe than sorry. It's it's a it's a it's a rather large beast. And um, so I'd rather just be safe than sorry. You're almost like the keeper of the Stanley Cup. You know, you're like the keeper of the WCHL. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Stephen, maybe I need to get some white gloves and come on out there and uh, do, a, do a big, 
it, it, I wish it was that that fancy, but it's not. It's uh, but it's it's hey, it's it's a it's a it's a healthy cup, that's for sure. So uh, regardless where where I have to go, and I you know, hey, if I've got to go to Edmond, I got to go to Edmond. If I got to go to Vegas, I got to go to Vegas. That's just the way it goes. So uh, I don't have a preference. Both teams have had uh, great seasons, and uh, you know UNLV is finishing their season like the uh, butt kicker that they are, and they're just going about their business, you know, collecting scalps, if you will. UCOs, you know, they stubbed their toe this past weekend, and now we're all on pins and needles waiting for uh, to see what happens Friday and Saturday. Chris, for those that don't know, um, tell us about the two leagues that you are the commissioner of and uh, and let our new audience – we've got a little bit of a new audience. I don't know how, how new – you are to us, uh, this new podcast, but we, we decided last year, I decided to change it up to the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 because yeah. I thought that um, the teams that really deserved a more coverage were teams that were excelling, that wanted to be to the very top. Since I did that, the ACHA changed to the top 24 teams in the tournament. So now I think we got to be the American Collegiate Hockey top 24, maybe after the tournament. But um, so just go ahead and give us a rundown of, of your two two leagues and how, how the success has been for them this year. Sure, sure. Um, I'm the commissioner of both the Western Collegiate Hockey League, uh, which has 10 teams in it. Uh, basically, uh, everything from uh, Southeast Missouri West, if you will, um, uh what 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 if you if you just block off the United States from St. Louis, um, and just you know give me that Southwest. That's where the WCHL is. Uh, so it has ten teams, uh, two teams in Oklahoma, two teams in Colorado, three teams in Arizona. Um, we have Utah, Nevada, Las Vegas, and Missouri State. And um, it's it's traditionally been one of the better conferences in the ACHA. Um, and we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing well. Um, so we, this is our, we formed the conference in 2013 with, uh, six teams, the two Oklahomas, two, uh, Arizonas and two Colorados at the time we've slowly expanded and, uh, we've made ourselves better and it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm biased. So I think it's the premier conference in the, uh, in the ACHA men's division one. I'm also the uh, commissioner for another little conference called the MCH. I jokingly refer to it as the B Conference. It has uh, seven teams in it, and it's basically um, Illinois uh, North and West. So it has um, Northern Illinois, Illinois State, McKendry um, from the state of Illinois. It also has uh, Waldorf in Iowa, Midland in Nebraska, and it has University of Mary and University of Jamestown in North Dakota. So we've pretty much got um, a stranglehold, if you will, on the uh, ACHA Men's Division One from the Mississippi West. If you're if you're not in one of those two conferences, you're struggling as an independent. And uh, the MCH is doing is doing really well this year. It's uh, it's only in its fourth year of existence, and um, University of Mary and University of Jamestown are. Uh, uh, leading the pack there, but we've, you know, in years past, uh, the first two or three formative years, we'd only, uh, we're lucky enough to get one team uh, from the MCH to go to nationals. This season, it looks like we're definitely going to have three and possibly four. So uh, yeah, we're doing, it's, 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 it's not a bad little gig. Work with uh, some great coaches and some uh, great folks on their organization. 
and it makes my job as a as the dumb commissioner uh, very very easy for, to oversee seventeen teams. Anyway, we're expanding. You know, next year, uh, MCH is going to add three teams in Iowa State, Illinois, and Minot, and the WCHL is going to be adding Northern Arizona, possibly San Diego State. That remains to be seen. So we, we've announced San Diego State, but they're they're kind of in flux right now. Uh, so we're kind of giving them some room to figure out what they're going to do going forward. So yeah, we're 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 getting bigger and better. Okay, so the other hat that you wear is the National Communications Manager for the ACHA. And um, yeah. shout out to you guys for the fantastic job you did from Romania. I know you weren't there, but you were you were keeping us up to date on it. Stephen and I followed it closely. We loved it. Uh, I thought the selection of players and coaches were fantastic. I thought the event was fantastic. So congratulations to the ACHA for that. What was that like and how was it to cover? <laughs> it was... You know, it was it was new. We 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 went with this route to do the World Cup of University Hockey because the World University Games, the Winter World University Games, which we traditionally uh, play in, um, uh, weren't available to us anymore. And so we wanted to have an international experience for our guys, and we're still looking for uh, an international experience for on the women's side. Um, and doing the World Cup of University Hockey, we the ACHA did it about uh, three or four years ago. I think they went over to the um, oh, I forget if it was Kazakhstan or or maybe it was the Czech Republic. I forget, but they went over there. They did six teams, and then we had uh, an Olympic year, and um, this so we had an opportunity to bring the World Cup back this season. And because it's uh, an ACHA not sponsored event, but we're heavily involved. Um, we were able to uh, create two teams, one based of uh, ACHA players uh, from America, the other one ACHA players from Canada. So we were able to supply an American team and a Canadian team to go over there and play the Swedes and the Czechs and the Romanians. And yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great time. Um, as we had hoped, it came down to the two ACHA teams uh, in the gold medal game. And, um, you know, again, I'm kind of biased. Um, you know, USA won and America's Attic came in second. So um, it was kind of, that was kind of fun. Uh, in terms of covering it, you know, had to get to know what the uh, uh, time difference was between uh, the central time zone and, and uh, Romania. And almost entirely dependent on, um, you know, the quality of the broadcast. Thankfully, they had a uh, stable streaming platform. I also was able to get some, you know, got there, you know, some some buddies that were over there too, and they were feeding me, you know, pictures and other, um, you know, insight. So we were able to share some of that on the uh, on the Twitter feed. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. Glad to see it that it all worked out, and uh, it was a success, and so much so that I think we're going to be doing it again uh, at the end of the ne at the end of next season. Yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. We had the coaches on and, and and talked to them, and they had nothing but incredible experiences. And the players, I know, really enjoyed it, despite the the travel. Um, that's a long ways to go to play hockey, but uh, kudos to everybody that got it involved. Okay, Stephen yelled at me when I said, "Hey, we're going to start going at eight a.m. Pacific time on yeah. Wednesdays now, so that we can accommodate our game schedules in the evening." Because he said. You're too late. You're too early. Uh, the rankings aren't going to come out till usually nine o'clock in the Pacific <laughs> time zone. So, uh, so I got in a little trouble. So we'll probably run over a little later today just to, to get those out. But 
Um, just give us a thumbnail right now. How much can actually change, Chris, right now in the last last weekend and this weekend in the actual rankings? And I'm talking maybe the top 10. Can there really be a lot of change right now, or are things pretty much set? Well, I don't know how many people listen to your podcast, Scott. Nobody listens to mine. Um, <laughs> now, last so, time we had you on the show, you had 14 listeners. What Are you still at 14, or have you gone I'm, up? To- I, I think I'm at 11. I have 11 <laughs> from Springfield, Missouri. I have the Pope in the Vatican, and there's a coach in Phoenix that listens. Uh, he, he gave me some grief. So what is that, 11, 12, 13. So I'm at lucky number 13. Surprisingly, Pope Francis is a big fan. Um, but... <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I had to do in order to join you today, I had to do some, uh, preparation because I'm the, the doofus that's responsible for sending out the ranking and it's getting ready to go out in 39 minutes. I'm looking at the ranking that's coming and you asked about the top 10, how much movement can there happen? Um, uh, the, the same 10 teams are, are, are in there. They're just shuffled around a little bit. Um, and it's a lot of it's because, you know, we, we use an imperfect ranking um, system, if you will. And it's, we use two rankings, the computer, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but we use one that's one ranking that basically did you win or did you lose? And the other one is how much, how much did you win by? We average those together. And because it's average, sometimes we get ties and we, the teams get into what I call clusters. And so if you've looked over the past, no, three or four weeks, Ohio, Maryville, and Liberty have all been kind of doing a little square dance with one another, uh, shifting around in the same, you know, five, six, seven, eight positions. And that's going to happen again in 38 minutes. Um, so there's, you know, in terms of movement in and out of the top 10, no, I think this cake is baked. I think we, we know which top 10 team, which teams are in the top 10. In terms of where will they finish? In fact, I'd go this far. I'd say the top four are, are, are solid. I don't think there's going to be an awful lot of movement there in the top four. It's going to be, again, the five, six, seven, eight range where we're going to see some movement. And it's only because those teams are so closely uh, related or, or they're joined in a little cluster that they're broken. They're, they're essentially tied. And so we have to break that with the, with the, uh, with the tiebreaker that we use, which is that, you know, did you win or lose um, uh, 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 ranking? So, yeah, the, you know, I don't think it's any, it shouldn't be any surprise. Why not? Even though they lost to uh, your favorite coach, um, Commissioner Hogan. Why uh, <laughs> not? I'm sure we'll still be, I don't want to give away anything, but I'm, I'm pretty confident my not will still be number one. I'm pretty confident Adrian will be number two. Uh, the surprise, I think, for me will be uh, the three, four. It's I, I'm pretty confident it's going to stay the same. If you'd asked me two days ago, I would have thought they would have flip flopped. But um, you know, and then the rest, the rest is going to, you know, it's going to, it's 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 the Titanic chairs, right? We're just moving them around. That's all it is. It's the same five teams. They're just in different positions. Now, okay. Now, kind of go, go ahead, Steve. No, it's it. So people understand when when a game in the ACHA go, uh, goes to overtime or a shootout, uh, it's actually the team will end up winning or losing. This is kind of a um, this for people, the fans and stuff. But for the computer rankings purposes, it technically goes in as a tie. Is that correct? There's no technically about it. It is a tie. So yeah. Tie, so yes. so John, let's use your your favorite coach, John Hogan. Um, he won. <laughs> he won three games. 
but the reality in the eyes of the computer, he won one in regulation and he tied two, right? Because he lost. I, that's right. He lost to Arizona. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot about that, John. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, that Thursday night game was an overtime game. So there's a tie. They won in regulation against uh, uh, Minot on Friday. And then they uh, won in overtime or shootout. Shootout it was, I think it was, on Saturday. So that's a tie. So he went 1-0-2 oh, in the eyes of the computer. But, yeah, it's kind of a goofy uh, – you're right, Stephen. It's kind of a goofy little setup. Uh, we have a different um, uh, record, if you will, for computer purposes. But, but it uh, – you know, hey, it all works out. I mean, the top the, – the, the right teams show up at nationals. And if you look back at the past results, I think it's fair to say that the top four – have always been, for the most part, have always been the, the last four standing on semifinal uh, Monday. But Chris, oh, let me ask you this well, then. Scott, uh, can I ask one more, just kind of an overall impression about the the teams uh, this year in the in the rankings? What have you? Yep. What's in, what's impressed you about uh, the 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 teams that are in the top this year? Is there some teams that have surprised you? Um, certainly in the WCHR or just in the ACHA in general, like Mary coming in, they're having a lot of success in their first year in M one. Grand Canyons make this push here in the WCHL. I mean, what has surprised you about about how the some of these teams have, have looked in the uh, in the in the in the top part of the ACHA? Sure, sure. I, well, I mean, I think we we knew. I mean, we've, we've always – what surprised me is this, um, and, and it's a couple of things. First, there's no big beast. In years past, Adrian or Minot State or Lindenwood or Arizona State has always been the big beast that's just running away with things, right? And everybody else is trying to play catch-up. In this season, we don't have that. Now, granted, you know, we have a, a solid top four who have been pretty solid for most of the year in Minot State, Adrian Central – and UNLV. But after that, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, I've been impressed with, with the parody, you know, um, in terms of, you know, Jamestown is, they were, were, I think last year they were nine or 10 and, you know, they're, I think they might be number five in about 34 minutes. Um, so they're, you know, they're going to be okay. Um, Liberty in Maryville and Ohio are, are fine. And then, yeah, you keep going down into the teens and that's where you've seen an awful lot of movement, which uh, yeah, I think is great for for the for the conference. As you said, Stephen Mary is brand new to men's division one uh, after winning two of the last three ACHA men's division two national championships. They're a solid top ten team. Um, but then, yeah, you've got Utah, you've got Illinois State, Calvin, Arizona, Grand Canyon's making a push at the absolute right time. Um, and, uh, you know, you got some others that are trying to make a push at the right to Oklahoma, surprisingly, is, you know, kind of they've, you know, they've got a great opportunity uh, not only to make Stevens Day and give UNLV the cup, but they've got a great opportunity to make the field for nationals. And so <laughs> it's kind of it's the, the parody that's out there is, um, you know, it, it's that cliche that coach speak that on any given day, any team can beat anybody. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's at it, it nationals. It usually doesn't turn out that way, right? Nationals. It's usually pretty much chalk. If we get an upset, it's a, it's a big time upset. I'm really looking forward to this national tournament because we're going to have so many, I think there are teams now don't, don't get me wrong. I still think the champion's going to come from one through eight, but I, I think there's a, the opportunity for some great games on Thursday and for some great upsets on Friday and even going into Saturday. 
And it's because the, 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 the teams are playing so well and there's so much parity. There's no big, you know, Bigfoot out there that's just stomping all over everybody like we've had in years past. Chris, let me ask you this, and Stephen and I have been debating this, and I don't think we've got a, a real clear answer, but with the addition of four new teams going to 24 in the national tournament, um, will that affect one through four? Will that affect one through eight? Because a lot of the coaches have said it, it's really beneficial to be one through four. So if you win, you get that day off because that time of the year, they really appreciate 24 hours of break time. Um, will that affect one through eight or is it still one through four that are really the, the spots you want to be? I think it's going to be one through eight. The, the format um, that we're going to use is on day one, uh, it's going to be teams nine through 24 are going to play. And so one through eight will get Thursday off. The winners, um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this wrong, so let me figure this out. Um, let's see the, the 13, yeah, 13, 14, 15 and 16 seeds. They're going to play their games at Maryville. Yeah. They're going to play their games at Maryville. The winners of the 12, 13, uh, of the 13, 14, 15, 16 seeds. If they win on Thursday at Maryville, they'll get the pleasure of playing one through four on Friday at the Centene center. And then, you know, if, if all goes to chalk, one through four will get uh, Saturday off. The, the, the uh, additional wrinkle that we have this year is nine through 12 will play their games at the Centene Center on Thursday. And five, six, seven, eight will not, they won't get to play or they won't start play, if you will, until Saturday, which means those 9, 10, 11, 12 winners, in theory, they have a day off because they're going to have, they have Friday off. They're not going to, if they win on Thursday, they're going to play, their next game will be on Saturday. So, um, you know, the it, 5, 6, 7, 8, it's still going to be there to uh, to help. And, you know, it's it just because you're going to play, you're going to have an extra day of rest. In theory, it's going to be at the beginning of the tournament. Uh, but yeah, now that uh, that day of rest is going to come into play, not only for the one through four seeds, but now it's also going to come into play for nine through 12. And so uh, with this being the first year of the 2014 format, um, it'll be interesting to see if that is an advantage uh, tr truly for the nine through 12 teams, or if it's not, you know, if it's just going to be, you know, uh, business as usual, um, you know, they get rubbed out by the, you know, higher ranked teams like we've seen in years past. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Stephen and I uh, uh, think it's going to be a lot of fun. I really, again, applaud the ACHA for adding the teams. Um, if you've happened to see my X account on the NCAA side of things that we cover, uh, I kind of got into a firestorm the other day, Chris. I simply made an observation. I'll, I'll tell you if you haven't seen it. Um, and it got about almost 85,000 impressions. So um, apparently there's a lot of college hockey fans, but I simply said this, I said, as an observation, I see that there are five NCAA teams that have 20 or more wins. The pairwise and their computer system has four of them in the top nine. And the fifth one is 19th. And I said to me as a novice hockey fan coming in learning about the game, um, you know, those people contact me a lot. And they don't understand it. 
Well, it got into a firestorm. It got into like, oh, well, and that team, of course, was Arizona State, which is the most polarizing team in NCAA hockey. (laughs) (laughs) So so basically everybody said, oh, you're just defending Arizona State. They played a weak schedule and um, they're being punished for it. And I'm going like, well, listen, they're independent up until next year. So they didn't really have a choice on who they played and when they played them and where they played them. They had to take what they could get. And they kind of had to play an independent schedule and all that. My point being is with the ACHA, uh, your conferences are strong, but your independents are also strong. I'm talking about Maryville and Liberty and Minot State this year. And and, and kudos to, again, to the ACHA. It sounds like I'm, I'm just being an applaudist here, but um, you guys have done a great job of keeping that going. And I think on the NCAA side of things, if they don't fix their system, they're not going to get any more teams because who wants to go to college, play for a university and find out that your opportunity. I mean, here's the, here's the raw facts. Arizona state could finish 26, six and six have the best record ever of a team in NCAA college hockey, not to make the tournament. Yeah. To me, I don't care who you play. Um, and right now, there's the most parity I've ever seen in college hockey, period. Uh, I think that's uh, simply unfair, but that's my opinion. And I think the ACHA eliminates that. You give guys the opportunity to play no matter where and fix their schedules. And you get the best teams, as you said, uh, usually on, on the last two days of the tournament. Yeah, you, ASU from the NCAA side is kind of in the position of you know, like an independent team in the ACHA that's not – you know, that doesn't play a, a very tough schedule. And so, if, you know, think about it like a, oh, it's going to be a poor example because they're not very good in the ACHA, but like in Alabama or in Oregon, right? You're only as good as your schedule. The, the benefit of being in a conference, and it's going to help ASU uh, next year when they when they join, what's it, the NCHC, I think it is? Um, yeah, the NCHC. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So it'll, it'll help them out just because of the strength of conference and, uh, strength of schedule, but also for the opportunity to to play for an auto bid. Um, you know, we've we've got some. We we increased the. Uh, and it, it, trust me, it wasn't it wasn't an agreed to thing. We had we had a lot of debate of, about whether to add four more teams, and it was you know I, I'm the I'm the doofus that that put it up there for consideration <laughs> because I got really tired of Utah and Arizona State on the ACHA side. Always getting bumped. I think those two teams have been bumped from the uh, tournament the last two or three seasons, and I just thought it was a raw deal. Um, that personally, that you you make the top twenty, but you get bumped out for you know number thirty seven or number fifty five or whoever it is. And so I, I thought to myself, well, self, what if we just added four more teams, and if teams get bumped. Uh, you know, we're, we're bumping, you know, 24, 23, that sort of a thing, and not teams that have, you know, literally had great seasons. I mean, it would be a crime, and this is just me speaking. It would be a crime, I think, if Green Canyon were to get bumped after the push they've had for uh, these past few weeks. I think it would be a crime. And Missouri State has turned things around uh, from, you know, last season. They kind of had an off season. They didn't make the tournament. Um, they, heck, they, I don't even think they made the top 25. And here they are. You know, they're soon to be number 19. Um, U of A has had a great little tournament. Uh, I mean, a great little season. 
uh, they're fighting it because they've, you know, it's that time of the season when uh, injuries and attrition kicks in. And so they're, they're, you know, they're fighting here to the very end. Those teams, those are three solid, solid, solid teams. And um, they deserve to go to the national tournament. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we went to 24. It remains to be seen how it, how it works out in, in practical effect. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty good uh, that, that the ACHA, we do give, I, I know I, I bag on some of those conferences out East, the, you know, the terrible Pittsburgh conference and the crappy Pitts, uh, uh, Philly conference and the God awful New York conference. But the fact of the matter is those players still play, those teams still play a full season and they deserve um, to earn an auto bid and they deserve the right to go to nationals. Now, are they going to get waxed when they show up? Yeah, highly likely, but you know, that's why they play the game, right? They've got a chance to come in and, uh, and, and shock some people. And, and, and unfortunately for Greg Powers and ASU, you know, they're an independent this year. They're playing a, you know, not necessarily the strongest schedule, but like you said, they're playing what they can. Uh, they're, they're playing the, the people in front of them. And, um, yeah, they might have a great record, but you know it's um, uh, it's it's just unfortunate that you know they they hopefully uh, they'll be able to make uh, a, a late push here and make it up into the pairwise just a smidge or so, so they can uh, get into the uh, uh, get a look from the tournament folks in an at large bid. Okay, so let me let me follow that up with: Can I take you with me to some NCAA meetings? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think they like me, but sure, let's go. Here's my here's my opinion on what should happen, and I'm talking about. So put on your growth of college hockey hat for a moment. My opinion on this is, if you want to grow uh, ACHA hockey, which is going great, it doesn't need to grow, but it will. Um, but certainly on the NCAA level, you need to involve the independents. So my suggestion to people was, okay. Um, you kind of treat them as a, as a stepchild. You don't really, you want them to play. You want them to be in, in NCAA hockey, but you really don't give them an opportunity to go to the national tournament. They're good as long as they're suppressed. So my thought was, why don't you take the, NC, the NCAA teams that are independent, there's six currently, and why don't you let them have, A, a little tournament of their own first weekend or second weekend of March and give them an auto bid? And let them that that way every team plays for something, and if they get in, they get in. If you don't want to have the tournament, then you take the highest ranked independent in the pairwise, and you give them the 16 spot. Well, the immediate feedback I got was, "We're not going to give up a spot to an independent." So yeah. then I said, "Okay, this is a great time to do a Chris Perry to add four teams to make it a 20-team NCAA tournament, and give the 20th spot to the independents." You, you, you see my point? The point of it is when you go to college, you're a student athlete, but you don't go to a college in NCAA ranks or ACHA ranks, I don't think, to not have a chance to play and maybe win a national championship. That's the feather in your cap. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get what you're point? saying. I, I know. <laughs> I, I absolutely get your point. You, you also, I'm sure... You know, you get, you know, I hope you understand, you know, their perspective. They're, number one, they're very parochial, right? It's the cool kids club and very few people are let in. Um, and so, uh, you know, the so national you championship. That only Steven could get in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only Steven and, and, his, and his Las Vegas connections can get in. But, 
Yeah, it's if, it's, I, had, if I had the connections, I would have been at the Super Bowl this past Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I saw you there. I thought I saw you up there with, with Jay Z and Beyonce. The um, oh, I thought you said that. You thought that was me running around on the field. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, Stephen, Stephen, I, I despite what you think, I actually kind of <laughs> like you. So uh, I didn't think you were that that, that silly. But the um, uh, yeah, I mean the NCAA guys, they're they're very they're very protective. You know, there are folks out there. Um, even on the ACHA side that think that we should not be expanding, that we should be kind of, you know, decreasing, you know, getting rid of some teams and trying to keep it nice and tight and compact. And, and I, I can appreciate that because you, you know, you're, we focus so much on, you know, the top part of the pyramid and not necessarily in the bottom uh, where, you know, the, there's 72 teams in the, uh, in the ACHA men's division one. And we're only, you know, going to be talking in, you know, 19 minutes about the top 25, not the other, you know, 50 or so. So uh, I, I, I get that perspective. I also get what you're saying. I mean, you're basically saying that independence should get together and form a conference, um, which, you know, well, if, if geography was their friend, I'm sure they probably would. Well, here's the problem. I don't don't even think that it's geography, Chris. I think it's leadership. I think they need a leader. And I believe that's the problem in NCAA hockey as opposed to ACHA hockey. You guys have strong leadership. In NCAA hockey, nobody wants to lead. Uh, I talked to six coaches that said, yeah, we're good at 16. And I talked to other coaches that say, no, we want to grow the game. And I'm talking about some top-level coaches on both sides. So... Again, I started this company eight years ago to help grow the game of hockey. Um, I expanded this this podcast because I thought I want people to ascend to the top 25 so we can talk about them. We have, I think, 17 partners now that are actually invested with us to to be on here, to be able to promote their programs. And I, I can barely get all their ads run in, in a podcast. <laughs> but, but anyway... Um, so that's what I'm looking at is the overall growth of the game and, and not to stay on the NCAA topic because it is what it is. But um, I just think that it, what I'm starting to see is teams in the ACHA M1 category trying to catch up to the top teams. They want to be Liberty. They want to be Adrian. They want to be Minot. They want to be, um, you know, all of those teams. And, and I think that's fun. I told you before, I love going to a, a game or an airport or an arena and seeing an ACHA M1 team come in, and I can't tell if they're NCAA 1 or ACHA M1. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good times. I've, you know, the growth, there's a lot of stuff that's uh, getting in the way of growth at the NCAA level, level the first of which is money. Um, but uh, and, and that's why I think we're seeing an awful lot of growth in the ACHA uh, whether it's you know the men's side or even the women's side, you know the women's side is just booming. Um, that that's the largest growth factor I think right now in in the game of hockey. But um, you know that that financial impediment that's that's there. You know, we're in order to invest in a, a for an institution to invest in a men's division one, even a men's division three program. You know, you're talking millions of dollars. Whereas if you want to, you know, start up an ACHA men's division one program, uh, you, you're not talking millions of dollars. You're talking, you know, a lot of money. Trust me, it, it's, it's not inexpensive, um, but it's also not, you know, 
obscenely expensive and out of uh, out of reality. So uh, I, I get what you're saying. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the game develops because you have a lot, an awful lot of blue bloods and an awful lot of folks that are comfortable and uh, just like things just the way they are. And then you've got an awful lot of folks uh, like Greg and his ASU team um, that are uh, you know new to the party, uh, if you will, you know in the last last ten years or so. And uh, trying to, uh, you know, find their way within that big ex- already existing structure that is NCAA hockey. So it's kind of it's going to be fun to watch and going to be uh, int- it's always interesting to debate. You know, when it comes to the NCAA, though, you got to remember, you know, you know, Central Oklahoma's colors are blue and yellow. Minot's colors are what red, white, and black. <laughs> Nevada, Las Vegas. What, Stephen? What are UNLV's colors? Red and black. <laughs> Well, it's Scarlet and Gray. Scarlet and Gray. There we go. Red and Gray, yeah. Scarlet and Gray with with the – we're – to send the ranking out. Um, But the honest – you know, let's face it. In the NCAA, the big color that works is green. Um, Yep. That's that's the driver. Uh, You know, whether it's crimson and cream or scarlet and gray or – you know, green and gold. Who, who know the the one driver in the NCAA world is is green. Um, Arizona State wouldn't have their program if they didn't, you know, run into what was it, thirty three million greens. <laughs> Penn State didn't wouldn't have their program if it wasn't for eighty eight million greens. <laughs> so uh, it's it's the, the that's the big issue right there. The interesting thing about it is you're going uh, maybe to Las Vegas with a trophy. Um, every NCAA team wants to go to Tempe in January and February and December. They all want sure. to go there. Okay. Sure. But, but then they, those same people that want to go there and have a little summer, uh, winter vacation will turn around and say, oh, Arizona State plays a, a cupcake. And this really bothered me, a cupcake schedule because they're playing a lot of home games. Well, guess what? Greg played on the road for six years and he deserves some home games. And you're talking about the green. Are you going to turn away 5,000 seats at home to go on the road and play somebody? Yeah. That, you know, you're not going to yeah. do that. Wait, and- Scott, Scott, you're, you're telling me there are NCAA teams out there that want to have their cake and eat it too? Yes. Hold the, yes. Steve, Steven, hold the presses. Hold the, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and and yeah. the big thing is you're talking about expanding the tournament, right? Again, that's that's all about money right there. They're not going to expand the tournament unless they can make money. Whereas, you know, I'm not going to say we're not interested in making money, uh, but we're also interested in putting on the best tournament. And uh, I think by going to 24 teams, the ACHA, I, I think it's going to be kind of fun. It's, it's going to be exciting. I mean, for me personally, um, simply because we're going to have eight games going on at once on one day. Um, we kind of – that's kind of old school ACHA. We used to do yeah. that uh, a long time ago. We would have – we would literally be in the in the, the part of the rink that was between two, two, two facilities, two sheets of ice, and when one – you know, <laughs> if it was a boat, you know, when one team, when one game went to intermission, everybody would slip over to the other side. The boat would have tipped. Um, and so it's it's kind of fun. I'm, you know, we won't have that opportunity here this year because going to be four games going on at the Centene Community Ice Center and four teams, uh, four games going on at the Maryville University Hockey Center, otherwise known as the Hogan Palace. But, um, <laughs> you know, they uh, it, it's, it's going to be fun because we're going to have, you know, 
we're going to have one eye on the game at Centene and one eye on the computer to see what's going on over there at uh, Maryville and, and vice versa, right? They're going to be watching what they're doing on the ice there at Maryville and also having a, the, the computer on to see what we're doing at Centene. So it's uh, it's an exciting time. I, I get it. I wish the NCAA would expand, uh, but they also, you know, they're not handing out participation trophies either. So yeah. you got to find that. You got to find that. You got to find that good balance. That it's like trying to find the sweet spot on your clutch on a on a stick shift. Stephen, <laughs> right. look it up. Look it up on the internet. You don't know what a stick shift is. Stick shift. Um, that, yeah. What, what exactly. is that? Standard. Yeah. Exactly. Look, look well, up, look up a clutch. Stephen and I are fighting over who gets to go to the Hogan Palace on on Thursday. Um, so well. I'm, I'll tell no you, fine I'll, on that. That's all you, Scott. You, you love the Hogan Palace. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. The um, uh, the way that we're dividing up the uh, the manpower is uh, yours truly will be at Centene because I'm going to have games 9, 10, 11, and 12 because they're playing, in theory, right, 21, 22, 23, 24, the supposed blowout games. Right. And over at the uh, over at the at Hoganville, it's going to be um, the uh, the closer games, the 13 through 20 games. So the, the the games that in theory should be a little bit more competitive. Um, so uh, you know, I I I think you're going to have great games no matter what. You know, we always look. You guys have been around enough. We've seen nationals when you know that whether it was number five, I forget who it was. What number nine would take on number sixteen? I think it was how we used to do it. And we're thinking, oh, this you know Navy's going to get run out of the building, or or you know IUP is going to get just you know shellacked those games turn out to be great games they're always tight there's rarely if ever a blowout i mean i can probably count on you know unfortunately they involve wchl teams but i can probably think of two or three <laughs> games that were just blowouts right oklahoma got blown out by ohio and columbus uh, uh, adrian blew the snot out of missouri state one year at said team um, and so, uh, but for the most part, all the games are great games. So no matter which way you go, um, uh, you're, you're going to be fine. Just know the nine, 10, 11, 12 versus 21, 22, 23, and 24, that's going to be at Centene and the games in the middle, the 13 through 20 games, those are going to be at the Maryville palace. Okay. Um, I've got a bazillion ads to run and we're waiting. What is it now? 10 minutes for that, uh, that new release. Running ad, I'll put it on mute, and yeah, ten minutes. We're we're we're, we're throwing out nine minutes now. Uh, okay, uh, we'll we'll get through some of our uh, some of our partners, and we'll be right back. Stick with us if you can, Chris. Here on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. 
Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. The University of Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Harrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey deal with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. For a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program located in the heart of the ozarts springfield missouri drury university hockey is the new game in town the beautiful jordan valley ice park located less than a mile from the drury campus is the home of panthers hockey including a newly renovated full-time locker room space drury university offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Jury Panthers hockey. Visit jurypanthers.com and jury.edu for more information. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. 
with a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHAW1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you today. Beautiful Carlsbad, California. Sun is shining. It's going up to Ohio about 68 degrees. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from that championship city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we are very thankful to have the commissioner of uh, two ACHA M1 leagues and the national communications manager for the ACHA, 
Chris Perry hanging around with us for Chris, is it now uh, less than 30 seconds until this release? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Nationals, <laughs> it should be out here pretty soon. Okay. Um, it's, it's all automated, so I'm, I'm waiting just like you are. <laughs> Thanks for, for hanging in there with us. It's a big day because this is the second to the last ranking, correct? Yeah, this is it. I mean, uh, we the, 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 the this is the well it's not the second to last ranking but it's because we'll have one final ranking after uh nationals oh yeah but but yes you are correct this is the penultimate ranking before we figure out which 24 teams are going to nationals that ranking will be released uh hopefully in a week maybe sooner steven is refreshing as we go <laughs> because wow, you, read, you, you read my mind i was re- refreshing <laughs> it, it just landed so it just, it just... It just right. dropped, as, they, right as they say in the podcast world. It just dropped on the website here. Yep. <laughs> Chris, will you do world. the honor of giving us the top five, please? Well, sure. Um, it's a surprise. I know that you guys will be stunned to know. Um, but the top five is uh, Minot State is going to still be the number one team. Um, Adrian is still the number two team. Central Oklahoma is still the number three team. And then Nevada, Las Vegas, and Jamestown, they're tied in the eyes of the computer, but UNLV has the tiebreaker, so they're the number four team, and Jamestown is the number five team. So Minot, Adrian, Central Oklahoma, UNLV, and Jamestown, one through five. Steven, since you're looking at it as well, can you give us uh, six through ten? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Liberty, number six. Uh, Maryville, number seven. Uh, Ohio, number eight. Uh, Niagara number nine and Mary number ten. Uh, the big the big changes from that was uh, Ohio was eight, but they're now or they were eight. Now they're f- uh, oh no, they were five. They're eight, so they've dropped a few spots. So some teams dropped a little bit, but, but that, that and and, and it, again, it, there's a whole thing. We'll put it out here in a little bit. The computer poll average from one through seventy two, and that's the thing where you get to see who's tied and who's not. Because like I said, UNLV and Jamestown are tied. Their average is four and a half. UNLV wins the tiebreaker. So they're four, Jamestown's five. Maryville and Ohio are tied. Their average is seven and a half. Maryville has a tiebreaker. So they're ahead. They're seven. Ohio's eight. Niagara and Mary are tied. Niagara has the tiebreaker. So that's why Niagara is nine. Mary's 10. There's lots of little clusters out there. Uh, and that's, again, we, we talked about it earlier in, in this show about um, the, the rankings. They're imperfect because they take two, two rankings. Did you win and how much did you win by? And they average those together. And it's the average that when you're close together, well, let's go. I mean, 11 is Purdue Northwest. Utah is number 12. Calvin, number 13. Illinois State, 14. Grand Valley State, 15. Arizona, 15, uh, 16. I'm here to tell you that if you look at the average ranking, Utah through um, uh, Arizona, they're separated by one average point. U- Cal- uh, Utah and Calvin are tied at 14 and a half. Illinois State, Grand Valley State are tied at 15. Arizona's at 15 and a half. So just a smidge of, a, of some movement in any games, not, not games including those teams, Utah, Calvin, Illinois State, Grand Valley, or Arizona, could affect them. So they could, you know, Arizona could boomerang all the way up to number 12. Utah could fall all the way back to number 16. So it's it's kind of it's kind of you know when you look at those clusters, um, that that's that'll tell you where the big movement is, and it's uh, setting up some some wild nationals uh, potential uh, matchups. 
So, so can we safely say that Utah is not going to get bumped this year at this point? Utah, yeah, unless unless something happens crazily um, this weekend, Utah will not get bumped. Go Utes, go! It's about yeah. time they finally get that opportunity. Okay, uh, but what's, Steve, what's give... kind of what's kind of ironic about it though is that even in the old format, the twenty team format, they probably would get in this year. <laughs> well, it, number twelve. But, you, well, that's right. They're number twelve, but yeah, then there's other teams that would. Uh, that but are you're right. right but on you're the saying desk. they could they could still get bumped down quite a bit, which would put them, which would have put them back on the bubble. So at least this, this they're comfortably yeah. in either way. They're they're in they're in, and I'm happy for I'm happy for Coach Feeney and yes. their general manager AJ Bolden and and the Utes. They're a good little team. Yeah, yeah, they, absolutely. They've done, they've done pretty well for themselves. It's at least the, the, this last part of the season, especially. I know they they played UNLV last weekend, I think, and they split there up there. So it was uh, some good games there. So yeah, I mean, it's yeah. they just Green Canyon opportunity. Green Canyon moves all the way up from twenty one to seventeen, so they're a big oh, mover. That's that's what I wanted to ask, Chris, because I don't have it in front of me currently. But um, Grand Canyon uh, going to be safely in? Can we say or no? I I think I think it's safe to say Grand Canyon will be at nationals. Nice. Um, that would be a Indiana, really good thing, for Danny Roy. Yep. Indiana Tech is in there at number eighteen. Missouri State is at nineteen. Uh, twenty is Pitt. Twenty one Delaware. Oklahoma moves from twenty five to twenty two. And then the last three teams in the top 25 are Iowa State, Westchester, and Colorado. And then if you uh, go to the rankings by league, you know, we, we, we put them out not only by, you know, who are the top 72 teams, but then we do, you know, what's the league average in terms of conferences, strong conferences, WCHL, woohoo, surprise, surprise, number one. And uh, followed by the Eastern States League, and then the independents, and then the uh, my B conference is right there at number four. So, yeah, not 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 a bad little. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take that, it. That, Holy, that yeah, B I'm looking conference here. Conference is going to get better next year, by the way. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. By just by adding, uh, just by adding Minot, uh, yeah. it's going to get better. But you're also talking about adding Blue Bloods, ACHA Blue Bloods, Iowa State, and Illinois. So it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be really good. So, but yeah, it's. We're excited for for the but how about this for some for some national matchups? I mean, let's if if you want to sit, do you, do you have a moment to think about this? Yeah, sure. we got we got another uh, nine minutes before they turn me off. Niagara <laughs> has clinched their auto bid. Westchester has clinched their auto bid to nationals. So we know two teams that are going to nationals for sure, right? Niagara from the Eastern States League and Westchester from the that Philadelphia conference. Um, so here here's the this is the the poor part of uh, being the WCHO commissioner and having so many teams going to nationals. It means in game uh, 16, Arizona is going to take on 17 Grand Canyon and the winner oh. would take on Minot state. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. <laughs> well, uh, Chad and Danny will be thrilled then to know that they're only going to St. Louis and not to uh, Boston. Yeah, well, yeah, but come on, they they got to go to St. Louis to play. Traveling all the way to St. Louis to play a team that's like two hours away from each other. Exactly. Adrian, Adrian would play the winner of Grand Valley State and Indiana Tech. Central would play the winner of Illinois State and Missouri State. Uh, So that's that's a good matchup. Missouri State and Illinois State will be really fun. Uh, UNLV, Stephen, pay attention. UNLV will play the winner of Calvin and Pitt. So we will all be Pitt fans on day one and then we'll all be UNLV fans on day two so they can take out Calvin. (laughs) 
Um, Jamestown will take on the winner of Utah and Delaware. So Utah at number 12 would take on number 21, Delaware. That's a great matchup for them. Liberty would take on Purdue Northwest, the winner of Purdue Northwest, Westchester. Maryville, Commissioner Hogan himself, will take on the winner of Maryville in IUP, Indiana, Pennsylvania. And then Ohio would take on the winner of Niagara in Oswego State. So let's see here. Let's go one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six teams from the WCHL make the tournament. The two teams that would get bumped uh, if this was the final ranking would be Oklahoma and Iowa State. Um, so, uh, yeah, Oklahoma now has, in addition to now having an incentive to uh, uh, knock UCO off the perch at the WCHL trophy uh, and give it to UNLV, now they have uh, the chance to you know win a game or two and move up and secure their spot for nationals. Well, and that would really help them because they're playing Central Oklahoma, who's number th- number three. If they can somehow come away with a win or a couple of wins, let's say, that's or even just keep it close. Yeah. Keep it, yeah. Or see, or even keep it close. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that keep, before. Just keep it close. That should help them get, get, get bumped up. <laughs> Chris, yeah, final, so, final two yep. for me, just on, on um, national growth again. Um, Iowa State coming back after their uh, incidents, we'll just call it. Uh, how big is that for ACHA hockey to have them as a national power? And then the second one you can follow up on when you can is um, – uh, Joe has done a fantastic job of putting together these uh, three clusters now, if you will, of uh, prospect events. Um, your thought on that and, and how that's helping uh, grow the game and strengthen the game? Well, it's, it's always good to have Iowa State back. Iowa State's a name. They're a blue blood. They're one of the founding members of the ACHA, so it's great to have them back. Um, and it's great to see that they're relevant right um i mean there are there are lots of teams that have uh, come and gone uh in acha men's division one weber state for instance north dakota state um you know uh, uh, washington and jefferson for those old school acha folks um they've been around for uh iowa state's been around forever so it's good to, it's great to have them back and it's great to have them be relevant um, it's always, it's all, I always say it's a good day to win, uh, to beat Iowa state. I always like beating Iowa state. So, um, just because they're, they bring that tradition <laughs> uh, as far as, uh, Joe and the, uh, the ACHA prospects, I, you know, I think that's going to be interesting to see how, I, I think it's great opportunity for the ACHA and I think it's great exposure for the opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the attendance and the uh, what kind of saturation um, we get in terms and what kind of participation we get. I think that remains to be seen. It's um, I'm not saying they bit off more than they can chew. I'm just saying I think the education part of the whole process, just making people know that these events are going on and that these are opportunities, and and that's just to get participants to come. And then on, on top of that, then you have to get, um, teams, ACHA teams, interested to attend so they can evaluate. I think that's going to. Uh, that I'll be interested to see how that goes. I think it's great that he's uh, he and the ACHA um, have done a, a great job partnering up. And I know that Craig Barnett is always, always, always um, interested in talking up uh, the ACHA and uh, the benefits of playing, no matter what the level is. And um, so it'll be, he, I know he's very excited for these events. Um, I, I just hope that they, I, I, I hope that the, I hope that there's a payoff, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm hoping that 
the, the, that there will be some bang for the buck that, um, uh, that, that the ACHA and Joey Caprio and Jog prospects are putting into these, in, into these four events. Chris, thanks as always for joining us. Um, we got to talk more and I will definitely see you at the uh, national tournament. Uh, best of luck down the stretch. Uh, keep those conferences rolling and more importantly, keep growing the game. I appreciate it. Thanks guys for having me on. Steven, bring your hair gel to uh, St. Louis. I might dip my hand in there and try to uh, get that little updo going. I'm off to Bismarck, North Dakota to go for the B conference playoffs starting this week. So I'm going to go freeze my chaps off up there. Uh, bring the trophy with you just in case you got to go to UNLV. Uh, hey, it, you know, I'm, I'm, that's a whole different trophy. I'm not, I am not making a U-turn in Bismarck. So thanks for having me on guys. I appreciate it very Absolutely, much. Have a great yeah. day. You too. That's the commissioner of the uh, WCHL, the MCH, and the National Communications Manager, Chris Perry. I got a couple more partners to get in, and then Stephen and I will be back to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build a limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season. CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Women's hockey is one of the fastest-growing sports in the country and at Maryville University in St. Louis. Having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to MaryvilleSaints.com. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you today. 
Carlsbad, California. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, we're uh, way over, but well worth it. Great uh, conversation with Chris Perry and uh, getting the rankings in since they will be the final rankings before the uh, tournament field is determined next week. So uh, just your thoughts on the overall uh, um, ACHA. Well, I think, I think as we've, we've gone through over the last hour or so, it, it just continues to show the strength of the ACHA and how, how strong it's, it is and how strong it's going to be and how exciting the national tournament will be. You know, as Chris Perry said, it, it still will likely be one of the top eight teams that wins the, uh, the whole thing, but that doesn't mean it can't still be make for some exciting games in the early going and maybe some upsets and teams that, maybe are going to be new that are going to get first opportunities to crack at like a grand Canyon, uh, Utah, not new, but this will be the first time in a few years that they'll have an opportunity to compete in it. And, uh, Mary, of course, in their first season at the division one level. So, uh, that, that's exciting. I think the, adding the four teams, uh, as Chris mentioned too, I think kind of alleviate some of the unfairness that some of those teams that were on the bubble before 16, 17 to 15 seeds, uh, there are now, Granted, you'll have teams probably 23, 24 that'll say they deserve to be in, but it's a little bit uh, easier to, to do that. Um, it's a little bit. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not as much of an egregiousness if those teams don't get in. Then the exactly. And I, and I think what you're saying when, when is, they lose out to a team that wins the conference and they're like 30 of yes. something and they get in over a 16 or a 17 yep. team, it's a little yep. bit if they get in over 23, 24. Okay, you can kind of, you know, that happens, but so. Yep. Hockey, American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 means uh, when I formulated that, I said the top 20 teams are pretty darn good. There's a little bit of a drop-off in my estimation from 20 on, and I believe that's going to continue to grow, and we may have to be the top 24 uh, after this national tournament. But the top 20 right now uh, separate themselves. You're 100% correct. They should not be separated uh, from a national tournament opportunity. And who wins? Who knows? Uh, anyway, I'll let you go um, because you got to do your read, and we will wrap things up here and uh, thank everybody, including Chris Perry, for joining us uh, today and, and giving us the whole uh, breakdown on uh, everything that is ACHA hockey. Take it away. From the NCHC.TV studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith in your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. University of Central Oklahoma, first class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage, track, deliver. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey. Go to maryvillesaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit arizonawildcathockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Jets Pizza, lunch, dinner, and catering as well at jetspizza.com. University of Mary, new league, new level, same goal. Visit us at goumary.com. The Tag Creative Group, 
Have us create that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Go to redbubble.com and search T. Grand Rudd. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at OUHockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. Well done. I think we uh, will make it just a second here. We went 80 minutes today on this podcast, which is unheard of. But anyway, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Thanks again to Chris Perry for joining us. Join us again next Wednesday, the new time, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. 11 a.m. on the East Coast.